0: This is Norfolk Noise.
1: Sharing the news that matters most from our studio at Morey High School.
0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to episode two of Norfolk Noise with Daniel Frias and Adriana Garcia. This episode, we speak with the band director, Miss Day, as well as Ian Poole, a student and local artist. We discuss topics such as how working from home affects the creative process, along with what the future of music at Mori might look like. Stick around till the end of the episode for our Music Corner with Aaron McFarlane and Jamarian Tillman. So... Uh, just to kind of get started introductions,
2: Uh, Miss Day, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I can speak a lot about myself. So (laughs) this is my third year at Mori as the band director, and before that I was actually a graduate student at ODU. So I received my master's in music education uh, with a concentration in conducting uh, right before I received this job here at Mori. And Then we're working backwards. So this will be probably before you're born at some point. So prior to that, I worked for a national honorary band fraternity and sorority out in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where the first two years I got to travel to college campuses and work with the chapters on those campuses. Um, And it was a band fraternity. So I got to see several band programs through the years, work with students, meet band directors, and see kind of what the other side looks like of what you all are about to enter um, post high school. So during that time, I also got to see over 130 college campuses. So I'm up to 43 states now. And then I got my bachelor's from VCU, go Rams out of Richmond. And I'm actually from Virginia, but I'm not from this area. I grew up in Fredericksburg and went to Chancellor High School. So that's a little bit about me. As far as just my background, it's maybe a little unusual for a teacher with the the prior teaching experience. Yeah,
0: wow, that is just like a you know like star studded little resume you got there. Um, That's
3: awesome.
1: Very impressive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, okay, Ian, what's your? Oh. Name, <laughs> what have you got going on? Like, I I know that you make music. Uh, you're a local artist. Uh, but could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how how you got started making music?
3: Um Well, I kind of tell everybody pretty much the same story, but I think it's interesting. Um, I was, I think maybe seven or eight when I first like really found a deep love for music. Um, I was at a concert with my mom. it wasn't it was it wasn't anyone like super, you know, big and famous. It was just uh, we went to go see Layla Hathaway, which she, she's like super famous now, but at the time she wasn't. Um, we went to go see her and, uh, I heard her sing. I think, I think it's called like phonetics, or she could sing. It's like Polly singing where she could sing two notes at the same time. And I thought it was one of the most coolest things ever. And then I started, you know, checking out harmonies and stuff like that. And, um, one day I was at the house and my brother was making music through garage band on his iPad. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, that, that's that's like, that's like so cool. So I'm, you know, listening to him making it. I'm like, Hey, can I, can I try that out? So, uh, I get this iPad and I make, you know, just this really simple, you know, beat production, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I played it for him and he's like, wow, that's really good. And then I ended up catching myself, you know, like sneaking into my brother's room at like two, three in the morning, like trying to steal the iPad back from him and like making as much music as possible. And uh, it's got me to, you know, where I am today with releasing um, a whole bunch of different kinds of songs and all these crazy platforms. And I've just gotten so much pretty awesome feedback. Um, and uh, I'm excited to also see where this scholarship takes me uh, for Morehouse. They gave me four awesome years. So that's absolutely wonderful. Um, but there's, you know, a chance that I might not even go there. And, you know, depending on how things just play out for the rest of the year, I might choose a completely different school. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I kind of just got into it when I was young, and I'm, I'm not stopping anytime soon. So that's pretty much where my head is at, so
0: that that is awesome that's so cool
1: i do i think that's really cool um so uh are we i think we're good um i was just kind of gonna ask you about like what the current state of things are right now um this day you said you've been here for three years and um you know you've had a great marching season great concert season for the past two years but you know they're your third year here we're kind of going through this pandemic so everything's a little can you just actually, can you tell us a little bit of what it's like from your perspective?
2: So since I've been at Mori, I've been in this rebuild mode. And I think anyone that takes over a program, you look at where the needs are and you try to fill in those gaps. And so I'm, my plan this year was more of the ignite and take off mode uh, before the pandemic hit. And now I'm back in that rebuild mode sort of thing because there there is learning loss. Um, there's there's a lot of performance based things that that need to happen once we get back to the classroom. So as far as the band is concerned, I think that we're in a good place because students are showing up the class and they're involved and um, using things like Soundtrap, we got a Soundtrap subscription for the band. So students are able to create Um, their, what their voices and work together and collaborate. And that's such a big thing for band is that people join because they're interested in band, but they stay because their friends are there. So I've been really focused on that student perspective and making sure that every student's involved and it's not just practicing by themselves all the time. Cause that's, that's not the fun part of band. I know it's not.
1: Um, and as your band student, Ms. Day, I just want to express my gratitude for how grateful I am that you know you got us the soundtrack, like the whole experience, and like making us. Yes, it's kind of like we have that work perspective where it's like kind of like oh man, schoolwork, yeesh. But at the same time, personally, I just love that you know you're still incorporating a lot of like the familiar like things that we find in band. You know, like it's even if it's virtual, we still have a lot of the same components in it, and I just so grateful for that um ian i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit um what making music is like now compared to how it was pre-pandemic um what's different how how's your creative process looking
3: uh yeah definitely just overall recording from you know having to record at, you know, a completely decked out studio to being in a uh, two by 10 closet with a little, you know, microphone hanging from a, a clothes hanger. But, um, you know, before the pandemic, it was like you could just go and record anywhere at any time with anyone. You know, I'd, I'd usually go out with like, you know, whenever I was making certain beats and stuff. Uh, like one of the songs that I have out and we don't have to dance with one of the hi hats uh, I, I did use an hi hat and I painted back and forth in the speakers panning where it just, you know, goes from right to left. Um, one of the sounds was actually for me hitting a, a, a Sprite can and um, the, the stairway of Mori. And I was, you know, I was tapping it and I like tapped it on beat. Um, and then I, you know, I messed with the sound a bit and got to play that out, but now, you know, you can't really go into, you know, these super packed spaces with all these people and record the songs that you want because of the pandemic and you know now with everything you know being closed down to an extent and us having to just regulate the mask a lot more you can't really go see who you want and record what you want um but I'm, I'm i'm trying to just get back into the flow of things of recording it it has become a little bit more difficult to uh see the people that i want to see and, and get certain files and certain you know songs sent through the way i need them to be sent but uh with time come i think we'll we'll be able to get back to a a somewhat normal um soon to come so
1: for i guess this goes to both of you the creativity process it kind of seems like a lot of people like even whenever we're writing and doing assignments and trying to think outside the box it kind of gets a little difficult because we're all kind of feeling stuck inside and we're kind of stuck in an actual box which is like our house in our room So do do you think that, um, I mean, yes, you know, we are kind of getting out a little bit more, but we're still practicing a lot of our safety protocols. Um, Do you think that there's a way, do y'all have a way that y'all kind of work around creativity blocks or specifically like
3: I'll let Dave go first. Go ahead, Ms. Day. Jeez.
2: Thanks, Ian. So <laughs> my I think the positive of this pandemic has been that we're more connected than ever because we've had time in the, the past year to maybe reach out to people that we haven't talked to in a while right. or people that we've always wanted to, like with social media and email and everything like that. You're discovering all of these new people. Um, like I've got a guy that I'm going to bring in that's been working with um, – mallets and vibraphone and doing a history of vibraphone but it's super awesome the way that he's doing it on instagram and reaching out like everyone's more accessible and people have more time so that creativity calling that friend or that maybe you've talked you started talking to at the beginning of the pandemic and going hey i've got a question about this or what do you think about this or listen to that or have you seen this there's there's that opportunity if you if you decide to look outside the box to be creative and yeah. that and just um, getting, getting excited about something even if it's I drink three liters of water today and just generating that interest so you have something about your day to tell um, someone else or yourself is really I think for me where that creativity is coming from pandemic 1.0.
3: I'm kind of agreeing with Dave here about, you know, with this whole pandemic, I feel like it's actually made a lot of people way more creative than they thought they could be because, you know, we're home more and we, uh, you, you 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 know, as if like you were in school and like you get to go to art class and, you know, paint like a 10 minute picture or like, a you know, be the, be in the class for an hour and, you know, do your little paintings and whatnot. But now since we're home and, you know, school is now in our home space, you could spend, you know, six to seven hours once you're done with homework just on art and there's so much there's so many talented people that are, you know, starting to express their talents on a much larger scale because of how the pandemic has affected them. You know, some people they, it's almost just like a coping thing for them to express their talents because, you know, COVID has affected so many of us uh, negatively to the point where, when we are expressing ourselves through our talents, we begin to just, you know, be somewhat even more creative. So, uh, I, I think it's definitely just push creativity to like, um, just just it's just set the bar so high covid speak, speaking of covid covid has just set this, the bar so high for people's creativity so um i think it's the the pandemic as a whole is definitely helping people to become more creative me myself i uh um you know being not being able to go out and you know pick up you know different samples from certain kinds of people um i sit and i listen to uh just different kinds of music for uh maybe i think like an hour and a half uh, whenever I get, which is, it seems like a lot of time, but in that time, I can, you know, flip from so many genres, from like polka to like British rap to like um, Indian drill. There are just so many different, and with these, you know, genres of music, there's so many micro genres, and then the cultures have their own genres that they, you know, that they have. Like, and so it's it's so cool to just be able to sit down and listen. I, I've I've definitely become um, so much more creative, uh, being at home. So yeah, I've, it's definitely. um you people could say that it's affected them negatively but i i believe that this is you know push people's creativity to um its limits so yeah
0: that was an absolutely fantastic answer thank you for that i
1: love the optimism and all of that too that was so positive (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) agreed um okay so this is this is for not for one specific person but uh, what, what would uh, the two of you say are the, uh, we, we've kind of touched on it, but I just want, want to kind of ad- address it directly. Uh, what are some of the, the, the advantages and disadvantages of making slash teaching music during a pandemic? And, and in addition to that, are there, are there any challenges that you're dealing with that you really didn't expect to be facing?
3: You, okay I, I guess i'll go um i definitely think that it is um i'm going to speak for the teachers here uh me it's it's been challenging to you know uh i obviously we can't meet with you know the people that we've met with before and you know make music with those certain kinds of people but i, I guess i really want to speak for the teachers here um you know there is that that social barrier and that technological barrier that we have um through zoom you know teachers cannot you know read off of their their students emotions you know in classes you can see their movements and their faces about you know is this, do you guys understand this or is this going right whereas with the zoom calls where everybody has their cameras off they can't really i should say read the room or you know read the screen uh because you know people aren't expressing uh whether or not they're understanding something but um it's definitely become you know, some of the the advantages I would say are, you know, connecting with people a little bit more, um, having a little bit more downtime to teach music. Um, but some of the disadvantages would definitely be being able to meet with people, um, teaching on a, a a a visual level where we can actually, you know, get our hands on certain things. So there there's some pros and cons to to speak of. But as a whole, I, I think there's there's more disadvantages than advantages that I can't really think of right now. So.
2: Yeah, so making music in a virtual environment is tough uh, because we are, we are so performance-based and so performance-heavy that um, thinking outside of the box to, to give some music history lessons, to give uh, time for the students to, to think and process, because sometimes we'll say something on Zoom and we think it's 15 seconds, but what it may take 15 seconds for that message to get to that student before they can respond. So the using using the time wisely to to keep people engaged between the lag and tech technology issues is one thing but I found for me that the pro of all of this is that I've gotten to know my students more than I have before you know um, getting having them talk about like hey like this is what We remodeled our kitchen or like my my sibling did X, Y, and Z this weekend and I helped them out so getting to know, especially the newer band students with just. What they're interested in so i'm continuing to cultivate that Community uh, within the class, even if it is just directed towards me and they may not know much about their classmates. So I have a lot of students, much like Adriana that stay on during the asynchronous time just because they want to talk. So leaving leaving that space is so big so con technology and we're missing out on that performance side but pro um, getting to know the students a lot better.
1: Um, I do have to say I as much as I would have loved having a concert season. um, It's kind of important to go through this I think I think as long as we stay positive about it, we can look at all the advantages of it. Um, but I'm also really grateful for that extra time like even if it is just like a quick like five minute, you know, after class like I'm going to go eat spaghetti but you know I, I want to tell you about this All right, I got some really great news that like, it gives me a sense of that connection with the teacher and the student you know where because you know even like in a regular school year me and you like I would always come to you for advice and I would always just like talk to you about really random things. I think that's really cool that um, we're still kind of having a sense of that. And I also love the soundtrack, how it shows our creativity side, even though uh band, like you said, really is more performance thing. You know, you practice, you get a piece, but you don't really have a whole lot of space to show what's unique about you because you have to work with the entire band. But like the creative side, you're just like, hey, go do this. And you just, it's just you and your, your soundtrack, your assignment right in front of you. And you're just like, I got to create something out of nothing. I don't know. How to uh, And it's it's a unique, it's a fun experience though. I really enjoy that. Um, Ian, do you think that, um, do you find like the, the same kind of excitement and joy out of creating a new piece from like a blank canvas on Soundtrap and just throwing things together and creating something oh, awesome?
3: Most, most definitely. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I have not, you know, I haven't ever used Soundtrap um, but I heard that it's definitely like a lot of people when I was showing them how I, you know, created a lot of the music that I make now, they were telling me about Soundtrap and I, I, I figured that I should definitely try that out. So that's something that I should look into, but I think it's great that um, students at such, you know, at that age are able to um, have access to some of those, you know, high quality production apps so that they can experience what it's like to you know, be on the creator's side of music and they get a chance to um, express themselves through these different um, apps. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. So I should, I'll definitely uh, check out Soundtrap whenever I can. But um, it's like, a, yeah, like, like Travis is saying, it's a, a simple garage band. It's like an, a, a way to create music through, you know, on a, a, a much more cooler level, you know
2: yeah and what's great about it is that you can at- invite people to it and then work with those people and collaborate there in real time. So um whereas like GarageBand, you need you need to have like the apps open for like that collaboration thing. so you can track your progress in that soundtrack, And that's what I like about it because the kids can chat back and forth and make the edits or mess someone else's laying up and right. see that real-time progress, kind of like a Google Doc.
1: Yeah, I do, I love, you know, I think it's really cool that there's all these different interfaces, too, rather than just kind of like one or we're settled on one. I mean, we've got a variety where GarageBand, you know, they've got their own melodies and you can really if you really wanted to take a project file and just use all of them to create something especially unique. Um, I have another question kind of moving forward um, to a futuristic point of view. One of the questions I have specifically for you, Miss Day, is what do you think future bands will look like after, you know, uh, us seniors leave? You know, what will band try to kind of go back to how it was before where everybody, you know, we have a regular concert season or are we going to have this weird hybrid, like half band, half virtual in the future, distant future, like after we leave?
2: And when we go back actually when i graduated or when i told my high school band director that i wanted to go into music education he looked at me and asked me what will happen when schools go virtual because he was imagining a future without a school building so in the back of my head this doomsday uh preparation has has always been happening where it's i've gone wow like what happens if we do go completely virtual or schools are just a um, an ATM of laptops where you check one in and check one out if you need it repaired. And now that we're here in this pandemic, uh, I because I've been preparing for this mentally forever. I've I've kind of taken it with grace, right? Where you just you go with, hey, let's see if this works. Let's stick to this. Let's do these different things. So I've always been accommodating. When we're looking in the future of things, there's going to be a hybrid option, because the state of Virginia says that we have to have uh, we have to offer a virtual offering to students, which I think is fantastic, because there are students that do thrive in this virtual environment. And so I what I envision and what I enjoy is that band has always been kind of like a technology has has had like a technology phobia, and now we've been forced to embrace it. So. Using looking in the future, I'm hoping that we can maintain that soundtrack license so students can continue to create and express themselves while still playing that standard band literature of uh, being able to perform together and make that music together. So I'm really excited for the future because we're I'm, we're bringing in skills that you're going to need post graduation anyways.
1: For sure. Also, um, because we're working along with like our soundtrack assignments, we have our smart music assignments and you know, you're intercor um integrating kind of the um still making us perform while also letting us show our creativity. Like you're you're being a really great glue to us, you know, you're you're really keeping us going. Um Ian, has how has working through this pandemic um been for you? Like has it made you Um, I don't really want to say like a better artist, but just like, has it made you stronger when it comes to creating newer music? And like, are there certain skills you've picked up that you will continue to use in the future?
3: As a whole, I think it has positively affected me, but there's definitely been some negatives that have just uh, sparked through. Dealing with school as a whole has just become a little bit more challenging for me because I personally uh, like being in person um, but speaking from the, the side of music things, I definitely have more time to um, create. So that's probably one of the positive effects that it's had. Um, and I think that's I, that all that I can think of right now, definitely just like school effect, but I've, I've had a lot more time. It's definitely been pretty positive for me. So.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Um, There's a lot of times um, I know. Again, like kind of like everybody else, we all have our pros and cons through virtual. Um, Has there? I think it was interesting though how you said earlier that you know you ended up creating a new sound out of a sprite can.
3: Oh yeah, I I do that a lot. Like, um, and one of my I I would love to play it for you here, but I I don't even have my speaker. But one of the. sounds that I made, it's sort of like this, I don't know, it was one of the the beats that I made for a song that I would release, one of the opening, like when you know how songs start, they have like those cool little opening sounds. Um, I was in my house. Uh, This was maybe I I recorded this pretty, pretty early in the morning and I couldn't be so loud and I was thinking it just like a sound effect to start out. So I ended up taking a, a, a stock sound of an airplane engine starting and I blew a raspberry, which is, you know, I, I did like that with my tongue. And I blew a raspberry and I added reverb on it and then I pitched it up. And um, after adding that, I put the plane engine over top of it and it actually gives you this sound right here, which I'm gonna play on my iPad if you guys can do this. So that's actually me blowing the raspberry with an airplane engine on top of it. And then I just, you know, added a chord on top of it and it gave me this. And that, that starts out the track which is out right now that you can check out on SoundCloud by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at the man of the stars, EKR. And that's how the song starts. But I do a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like some of the snares that I've used have been like uh, the click, like the power click button on um, my vacuum cleaner. Another one of me throwing a frisbee into a glass door, which was one of my kicks in the song Toothbrush, which is coming out on my album later um, this summer. So, I mean, from, you know, dropping a towel on the floor to smacking a paper bag, you can get so many different kinds of sounds. I know I wanted um, the sound of a horse running in the background on one of my songs, um, but I couldn't, you know, I I obviously don't have a horse, um, (laughs) nor do I, you know, (laughs) I can't get a horse right now, but uh, I ended up taking two plastic bowls and I put some sand on my floor. And just a little bit of ice and I took those cups and I kind of slapped them against the sand and then if you if you actually put duct tape on the bottom and do it, it just gives it sounds like they're um, they're you know, you can alter the the surfaces that the horses are walking on. So I, I uh, kind of experimented with all different kinds of things. But, you know, I, I, the the soda can thing, that's probably where I started it off with, you know, me looking for different kinds of uh, sounds to get from our lovely earth so that that
1: is love the diy (laughs)
2: yeah
0: wow um i'll i'll take this last question if you don't mind i mean we are uh, we pretty much already covered it but it is there anything else that you that you want to plug any socials um are there any Uh, creators that you think like really deserve a shout out that we haven't talked about
3: um definitely uh i've i've shouted myself out enough but some of the people that you guys should definitely check out uh, Sorrento Burns, um, Naive, official and Naive on ins- Instagram. Sorrento Burns, you can check him out. Sage Flowers, she does like really awesome photography. Um Lachlan McClellan is a great videographer. Um just there's so I it, it, there's so many to name because there's I through this pandemic, which we were just talking about, so many people have just shown their talents. So uh just going on your local, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, any any social media platform that you can think of, even TikTok. A lot of people have been um doing like I, I got a friend Irene, she does makeup on TikTok and she's really awesome with what she does. So just, you know. Think of like a friend that you have in school and just be like, hey, do you have a talent? And come to find out they can balance a milk carton on their head on an airplane. So you never know what people will, are capable of. So uh I don't want to plug myself. Plug the the people around you because they're they're pretty awesome too. So
1: Yeah, they were really grateful that you took time out of your schedules to do this with us. And we loved um your answers. We loved everything that y'all uh had said. And I loved like the positivity too. I mean, I feel like nobody really took um a dark turn anywhere like looked on the the bad side of anything and everything it just kind of all it all stayed really positive <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's pretty pretty awesome.
2: awesome yeah that's what um because ian would come into my office like on mornings and check in and i miss those because he would sit in this chair over here and just go Mistake. day <laughs> and just like either have a meltdown or be super excited about something so it's you know, sometimes we do need some, a beacon yeah. of positivity. Um, I, miss, I miss my poppins. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do that whenever I could. I just go, go mess with some teacher because you should always try to brighten somebody's day. So uh, I, I definitely had an awesome time. It was really great talking with all of you. Um, y'all, are, y'all are awesome. So.
4: What's
3: up, y'all? This is Aaron McFarlane. And this is Jamarion Tillman.
4: This is the Norfolk Noise Music Review. Um, now, recently, this past Friday, Rod Wave came out with the album called Soulfly, and we're gonna be reviewing one of the songs on there called uh, "Gone to November." Um, it's a I honestly really like the song. It's like the normal Rod Wave sound, you know, Rod Wave, NBA Youngboy, No Cap type sound. Yeah,
0: no. Usually, I like I don't really listen to Rod Wave, but anytime I really do listen to him, it's mainly when I'm doing like work just like pass by time and just listen to it and honestly that's one of my favorite songs out of this
3: entire album yeah me too. based on what i listened to
4: and you know the song um you know the song dear mama
3: yeah by i know that one
4: mm-hmm. it, um, it's like the same like melody like, as the remix to it that yeah he did. and it kind of makes sense too because it's about his mom like in this song he's dedicated it to his mom mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, I, I really like the melody, the drums, everything, the production, all that. And, and like, I think this this song, this artist really fits this podcast because like, a, lo- a lot of people from Norfolk love Rod Wave. Like, this is like a Rod Wave hotspot kind of.
0: Like, if you turn on the radio, you could probably hear one of his songs going off right now.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, it's just he's honestly a really good artist he's very unique and in the lyric and in this song though his lyricism is his. so i i'll be gone till november go go mark your calendar that that was that's some lyricism that was that was a good line michael hoji that's a really good line well y'all that's a wrap for this um norfolk noise music review thank you for tuning in we'll see you in the next episode peace later
1: This has been Norfolk Noise with audio production by Aaron McFarlane, music by Isabella Fritzinger, writing by Daniel Frias, and culture editing by Jamarion Tillman, produced by Adriana Garcia and Emmeline Gibbs. Thanks as well to Mr. Menzel as our teacher and sponsor.